1: Do web developers need side hustles? Now, if you've spent any any time online or any time on passive income sites, especially on any type of sites that talk about finances or gaining wealth or accruing wealth or whatever they say, you have no doubt heard of side hustles. And web developers with the booming salaries that happened during COVID, maybe they don't need them. Maybe they should do it because they're kind of in a prime spot. Most side hustles are online now. So the jury's out and we've talked about this in the past, but we're kind of doing an updated version of it now, especially since the job market's kind of iffy. So some of those salaries might be coming down. The jobs are more scarce. And so it's like, hey, should, should we do a side hustle? So if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on that Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app. Join us in our Discord server or share this with your friends. The first one, first little section here we have is what is a side hustle? So a side hustle is a form of income other than your primary income. Your primary income is typically your day job. So if you're a person that says, say, is literally just a developer in an agency or you work someplace else, like you work as like a steel worker or you work in a factory or something, those are that would be considered your primary income. And a side hustle is supposed to accompany that. It's supposed to subsidize that even. It's supposed to be a little bit of income on the side, quite literally, so that you can – complement that primary income and use it as you see fit. Now side hustles are typically designed to be mostly passive or designed so that they can be done whenever you have the time. So it's not like your day job, your day job may demand that you're there nine to five or eight to six or whatever your day job demands. There's usually no set schedule with a side hustle and usually it doesn't need to be done daily. There's exceptions to this rule, of course, especially if you're running something that's e-commerce, maybe you guarantee next day shipping and things like that. But in general, many side hustles are very sort of passive or as you have time or as you feel like doing it. Kind of a the more effort you put in, the more money you will potentially get out of it. That's sort of how most side hustles are designed and how they're advertised. Now for most web developers, their primary income is of course like I said working from a company and that could that that could also be, you know, employed literally at, at a company part-time or full-time. That could be contracted as well, full-time or part-time, and then also freelancing. So I'm including freelancing in there because freelancing is pretty huge. It's also rather time-consuming if you do it a lot. And so those types of income, whether they're part-time or or full-time, could be your primary or could be your primary incomes. So commonly, for web developers, you'll hear about building a SaaS, which is a software as a service, maybe writing a blog, making an affiliate marketing site. And the big thing here is that as a web developer doing their doing your sort of day job, you're probably already working with these things. You're already working with a SaaS or maybe you're helping build it for another company. Maybe you're helping maintain a blog or helping even with the content plan if you're into SEO stuff. And the same with affiliate marketing sites where some people aren't tech savvy enough to sign up for – to seek out and sign up for affiliate marketing programs. And so you would go in and do that and explain to them how to put the link in, put the links in, how to check the uh, the the hub. Usually there's some sort of hub that you log into to see how many people have viewed and or clicked on your affiliate link, those type of things. And so you might already be dealing with these things. And this makes web developing well, – web developing – And web developers, excuse me, web developers sort of the prime target for side hustles, because it's like, well, you're already kind of probably doing one of these things directly or indirectly, or you have the skills to make, build, maintain, and understand these things. So why wouldn't you do it? Side hustles are not all, you know, sasses, though, they're not all those type of things. There's a lot of side hustles out there. And I do have a link, which I will include in the show notes. And it's 25 side hustle ideas. Um, the article is actually titled 25 side hustle ideas for making money in your spare time, 2023. I'm sure that article will be updated for 2024. If you're listening to this in the future and it's by Shopify Canada. And I'll just go through a couple in the list as I kind of, as I kind of scroll through here. So the first one, obviously, is monetize a YouTube channel. Those are that's obviously a big one. That's a digital one. And that one is, you know, not necessarily specifically for web developers or not specifically designed for them. But you do have a skill that's hard to learn. So maybe you could do some teaching as an example. The next one here is sell digital products. So some sort of e-commerce business where you're selling you're selling something. Maybe you're selling literally a digital product like you're selling Uh, One thing I've seen a lot is planners now where people will design like a super nice UX planner because people kind of seem to like working with pen and paper these days, especially with planners, to-do lists, those type of things to kind of get off of the computer a bit. And so you might design one of those and then try to sell it So you're selling like a PDF. And so that's a completely, more or less a completely automated business. And whether you design the website that hosts that and sell it on your own site or whether you use Etsy, you kind of have an edge there because you're so you're so used to using other people's sasses like Etsy is like those type of services. But you're also used to making websites more than likely as well. But like I said, not everything is all digital. A lot of the time on Twitter, you'll hear about all these side hustles and they're all digital. But here's one here, become an IRL, meaning in real life uh, tutor. Or an online tutor is in there as well, because you can obviously call the people via Zoom or Skype or, you know, whatever. And this is obviously for various skills. Many students that are looking for help are probably high school students, maybe even elementary or primary, primary school or middle school students. And they won't necessarily have a web development course they may be learning just english straight up learning how to write essays those type of things maybe they'll be learning some basic math like literally arithmetic depending on how young the person is and so that's another side hustle that you can do that's more uh in the evening type of thing another one here i'll just do the top 5 deliver packages so delivering packages is a course not something that is uh not something that is specifically kind of tailored toward the web development experience but Realistically speaking, if you were to if you were to have a website where if you're in a small town, people in the small town find out that you deliver packages, that could be a little side hustle for you. Where you're like, oh, I deliver packages in the evenings. Who wants to do that? That's a little bit of an edge that you have. You could easily make that site. You know how to make an email form, and that's it. Maybe even have an e-commerce checkout. There's another idea there for you. And finally, here well, it's what we're doing right now start a podcast. I guess we're not starting a podcast, but we're in the middle of a podcast. Uh, and just like just like anything else, it's just like social media and blogging. Uh, you can sell affiliate links on here. You can obviously have commercials like we have had in the past. People sponsor episodes. And because we have a lot of computer experience, we do have a little bit of an edge there. Now, there is a lot of sort of things to learn when it comes to learning how to record, how to edit putting things together properly, those type of things. Those things that can be challenging, of course. But again, a little bit of an edge. So because we as web developers sort of live online because it's our job, a lot of these experiences, a lot of these, like I said, just the top five of 25 side hustles are sort of tailored to or kind of could be spun like the IRL versus online tutoring could be spun so that it's online and then we have a bit of an edge there.
2: It's interesting, like side hustles in general, just talking – about it from like a socioeconomic perspective. Um, I feel like they peaked a little while ago where everyone that I knew was having a side hustle, whether it be photography, whether it be like uh, cake making or gift box making. Like I saw all these side hustles popping up. This is probably like five or six years ago. And then lately from, from what I've seen um, it's been less or a lot of the people that did start those side hustles have stopped them. And I'm wondering if like – with side hustles, you're thinking like economy has to be pretty good for people to have extra money to spend on these like niche boutique markets that side hustles provide or at least most side hustles. Whereas like if the economy starts to go down, it starts to become difficult to sell your like $800 uh, package for newborn photographs or your you know $600 gift box whatever it is that you're making that you have a specific skill in. Um, But on the other side of things, like people usually start side hustles because they need that extra income. So, it's kind of like a a weird chicken and egg problem where like you you need that extra income. So, you put all this time into something that would provide you it. But when you actually need that income, when the economy goes down, you get less chance of getting it. So, I'm not saying like side hustles are not worthwhile or anything like that. I think it's just something that you really need to consider all aspects when you're going at it. Um, and like Matt, will get into it. And the, there's, there's a ton to talk about why or why you should not have a side hustle. But uh, from a just in general perspective, not talking web developer, um, I've lately I've seen the opposite happening where people have been going back to more stable. Hey, I just, you know, I, I'm going to just have a job. Uh, or maybe the side hustle is strictly like Uber Eats or, uh, you know, delivering Amazon packages or something like that, something that doesn't rely on them marketing and succeeding in that sense. I don't know, it's just a weird observation that I have.
1: I think a lot of the things that you were talking about, and we will touch on this throughout the episode as well, but a lot of the things you're mentioning is, sort of market conditions and that's because a lot of side hustles themselves are businesses you're becoming really an entrepreneur even if it is extremely part-time and you're only doing it a few hours a week you are becoming an entrepreneur and your business may be susceptible to a to a recession or various market conditions if the demand for your product goes down then you more than likely will see less sales unless you have a very dedicated uh customer base um And so I think a lot of people think, oh, I'll start a side hustle because the sort of the the, the phrase or the name side hustle is advertised to us almost like a product in and of itself, where it's like, hey, the rich have seven forms of income, seven income streams, and you should too. Let's build wealth together. Let's get that. Let's get a side hustle. That sort of phrase that I just said is said so many times and, and across so many different influencers and so many different websites. And I'm not saying it's not true just that phrase side hustle is almost like side hustle right all rights reserved it's almost like it's its own product and so yeah a lot of things if you are trying to sell like you said mike photography and you know covid19 happens that's a market condition that isn't necessarily a recession or a depression or anything like that but it's something in which hey now i can't take photos because there's lockdowns in in my uh, in my country so i can't do that anymore photography businesses aren't considered essential so it's over uh, of course, the economy will affect that as well, where people will just say, oh, you know what, I'll get my cousin to take pictures or I'll figure out how to take nice pictures and I won't pay someone else to do it, of course. But then there's also other side hustles that may benefit from an economic downturn, such as budgeting websites. If you run like a budgeting website or something that people would be looking for in a recession, how do I stretch my dollar? How do I make it last longer? How do I save money uh, on groceries, especially here in Canada when everything is inflated to hell? It's like, okay, you know, maybe your side hustle in that case will do better. And that's because, again, their businesses and the supply and demand and market conditions and all those type of things will you will be affected by. Um, But like I said, we will get into in-depth into some of those topics as we go here, because the next thing I want to talk about is why you should have a side hustle. And I've divided this into two different sections. The first one is in general, meaning kind of anyone. And then the next part are, are some points about as a web developer. So specific points for a web developer and obviously in general apply to web developer as well. So additional income is the obvious one, right? You're going to be making some extra money. You're going to be subsidizing your income maybe one day. And it's always sort of the dream is that your side hustle will replace your main hustle or your primary income. And the reason why people say that is because usually the side hustle that you choose is based upon your passion. Maybe it's about a hobby. Maybe it's about something that you really enjoy. Usually that's the way it goes. Although some people will just chase multiple side hustles for money. Some people just like making money or just want to make money or just need to make money and they'll go after that. And and this additional income can allow you to do, you know, some pretty cool things like saving more money. So if you're in a job where all your money goes out to rent or to this or to that, And you're basically saving nothing. You're allowed to, you know, save more or even just straight up start saving. That includes for retirement or whatever, whatever your goals are. You could just take 100% of the side hustle money after you pay your taxes and all that stuff and take all the money you're allowed to take and you can put, throw it into savings. You can throw it into retirement fund. You can throw it into wherever and it'll help you reach those financial goals. Another thing that this is kind of what I do for with some stuff is. Uh, you can buy luxury items without touching your primary income. So if you want to buy, if you have a hobby that's like you're collecting stuff, you can go and collect stuff. Like I like to buy old antique stuff. Uh, a lot of that stuff I will you know, – I'll usually try to buy, sell, trade for or barter for, negotiate the price down. I'll buy stuff that I'm not actually interested in and try to trade it or sell it or whatever – that is a way that I do because like obviously my antique stuff is just like – I mean I have a pep- an antique Pepsi collection is what it is. An antique Pepsi Cola collection, those are luxury items. I don't need that for like my food or my income or anything. And so it's kind of a more or less self-sufficient hobby and that's kind of – that—that that's the way I see it. But if you're not like that and you, you just always want to have money for golf or you always want to have money for uh, the gym or you always want to have money to join a hockey league or whatever it is – Or hockey tickets or go to see, go to see concerts or something. Maybe your side hustle money is all put aside and then you purchase those luxury items and it doesn't even touch your primary income. You just don't think about it. So, and there's obviously a bunch of other ways that you can use additional income, but these are the sort of the two main ones that I've seen and have thought of myself where, you know, yeah, like you can help reach financial goals or you can just say, Hey, my primary income is going to be the one that hits my financial goals and pays for me to live. And I'll just, I'll have no guilt. No guilt on, with, with spending money that I made on my side hustle because who cares? And if my side hustle goes away, the only thing that dries up is my luxury goods. So who, who really cares at that point? Another one here is learning new skills. So you may go into a side hustle in which you, you're interested in, but you've never done before. Maybe you've never set up a website. Maybe you've never done whatever. And so... You can, you have to learn those skills. Maybe you've always wanted to learn how to do some woodworking and you decide to document that on a blog. Well, you're going to learn that. You're cut, you're quote unquote building in public, if you will, but it's not an app or a SaaS or a website in this particular case. It's you learning how to do some woodworking. Maybe you're going to make shelves or tables or this, and the, the money will come from, or your goal is the money will come from selling the furniture and the goods that you make. But maybe you'll blog about it and that'll be another bit of income. And you'll be learning new skills all along the way. So learning new skills is absolutely something crucial. And it's a piece of value that you can get out of a side hustle that will stick with you. Even if the actual side hustle, the business part, you selling something or making money in some way, if that part fails, those skills are still skills that you have. And maybe you can use those in the future to make money or benefit yourself in some way. Um, exercising existing skills, and this will give you an edge in your selected side hustle. So if you're a person, like I said, if you're like a web developer, or if you're already a woodworker, or you're a person that already managed finances for people and you decide, you know, let's say the finance thing, let's say you're an accountant and you're a particular accounting firm. I don't know why they, this would happen, but they don't do personal income tax returns for people. They just do large commercial businesses. You might, on the side, decide to use your existing skills to learn a little bit, because you probably have a lot of experience in it already, a little bit of personal tax law, and you might prepare people's personal tax returns for them just once a year or around the time of year in which tax returns are due. Here in Canada, I think it's April, around that time in the spring. And that's it. And that's, that's you exercising your existing skills. You're gaining an edge. You have it, or either you have an edge in your in your existing side hustle because you're already an accountant. You already know how to probably look up those laws, or you maybe even understand a bunch of it already. And it's also giving you an edge in your primary hustle because if your primary hustle ever, because it's so close to, requires some knowledge and skills in personal finance, you've now looked at it in your spare time. You've actually profited from it in your spare time, and now you have that knowledge, and you're able to say, oh, you know. I'm able to chime in at the meeting or in the email thread about this because I have experience with it or I at least know where to get the knowledge to do this. I know what websites, what government agencies to call, whatever it is. The last one here is peace of mind. So even though your side hustle may bring in less than your day job and often will, you now will have two forms of income. So this will subsidize or complement your primary income, like I said. And so in the event of a layoff, you'll have some subsidiary income to help you work through it. Some countries like here in Canada, we have uh, I think it's called employment insurance or unemployment. Many people call it. You get paid a certain amount based on how much you worked and yada yada. There's a bunch of parameters I'm not going to get into. But then you get a paycheck for for a certain amount for so long while you look for another job. This you might actually not have to rely on a program like that or you maybe there's no program like that where you live and you have your own, quote unquote, unemployment insurance kind of thing or employment insurance where you have this side hustle and you're like, oh, shoot, I got laid off. Well, maybe I'll put a little more extra. like I'm already making a little money. Maybe I'll put a little more effort into my side hustle and make a little more money in it at it. While I job search. And so it's a bit of peace of mind, especially if you've been saving more than normal. Now that you now you still have an income and you've saved some extra. It's kind of a double whammy there. So the next thing here is same sort of thing, why you should have a side hustle, but as a web developer. So as a web developer, you have a technical advantage. You won't need to rely on no-code tools, although you may choose to use them, and you will know how to vet no-code tools and just programming tools like plugins and frameworks and those type of things. You won't need to – you know how to vet all that stuff. You know how to look at them. If a no-code tool doesn't quite fit your niche, then that's it. You can just go and make your own thing. You know how to custom things and you know how to custom code things, you know how to create something basically from thin air, you have a massive technical advantage. Could you imagine if a, someone who's completely unrelated to web developer, web development, like let's say a general contractor, has an idea for a website slash web app, and they're like, you know what, I'm going to do this as my side hustle. They look it up and they can't, do it with Wix, Squarespace, Webflow. The list goes on and on and on. They can't do it with any of the no-code tools out there, any of the mobile app no-code tools out there or the web app no-code tools out there. They can't do it. It just... So then they're going to be like, all right, I'll make it myself. So they're just going to basically train themselves to be you. (laughs) And then they're going to make an app. Like, it's such a large barrier to entry. So yeah, you have a technical advantage. And that is one of the reasons why you should have a side hustle as a web developer, Because again, so many of them rely on online services and rely on things that are online or digital things. Now, if your side hustle is non-technical, your knowledge of website building, your knowledge of SEO and all the online marketing things that you've been either exposed to directly or indirectly, it gives you an edge again. It gives you a marketing edge. If you're, like I said, if you're trying to learn to do woodworking, And you create a blog on the side of you learning, of videos of you learning, and then you have like a, you have all your, you have like blog posts with videos in there, and it's all SEO'd, you know, you know all that stuff, you know how to look up all the SEO, um, all the SEO, like, you know, what, what terms you should use, what keywords you should use, the related searches, the list goes on and on and on. You know how to do all of that. And then you want to also save money and you don't want to pay for a no tool and you you just spin up a real quick WordPress site or you spin up a real quick um, blog site with a headless CMS or something like that on really, really, really cheap hosting. Those are all things that you're exercising to push your goal of learning woodworking forward. And you can even maybe put ads on that website and make some money from the website itself. So you're actually taking – a real or an IRL, as a Shopify Canada re- referred to it as, you're taking an IRL side hustle and you're spinning it, or taking a section of it, or tacking a section on that's digital, that's online, that that uses your skills, your unique skill set, and allows you to either market it to make money or literally make money on it, like with ads on that website I mentioned. Now, programming is something that you need to keep up your practice on, right? It's something that's like, hey. I need to keep practicing. I need to keep practicing. Keep it up. So let's say you are working at an agency or you're working for someplace as a developer. You're there for a long time. And then all of a sudden you get laid off. What if you get laid off for a long time? Maybe the market is just in one heck of a problem and everyone's getting laid off, not just web developers. A bunch of people are getting laid off. Everything's all messed up. Well, a side hustle can help keep those skills sharp. If you're trying to make something that is good enough to sell to people, if you're trying to make a website or a web app experience that's good enough to sell to people, you are still using your skills at a fairly, if not very advanced level. And you're keeping that practice up. You're keeping programming in the forefront of your brain and you're not going to forget things. And you're probably going to learn things. You're probably still going to get stuck on things. You're going to still have to Google things. You're going to, so, and maybe you would even want to promote for uh, skill growth and what i mean by that is maybe at your job you've always used svelte and you're like man i've always been interested in react i want to know what this is about well it's still similar skills you can now because you don't have a boss saying no you must use svelte you can decide i'm gonna go look up react learn react and build a product out of there and that's you exercising your skills even more so you can absolutely do that and I mean, it's a great way to keep that practice up without you just like, I don't know, reading W3 schools or something ridiculous. This is a real world way to continually practice and potentially make some money on the side as well.
2: As a side note, and I know you were just giving a general example. Never would happen. No one would ever (laughs) use Svelte and then be like, no, no, no. I want to go learn React. (laughs) out of their own cognition um if if it was like a workplace thing if they're using svelte at work but that's just my bias obviously uh but yeah
1: (laughs) i was gonna say like is this because of svelte versus react or are you saying that if you were learning react you would would you say okay if you were learning react at work using react learning it you're always there your job lays you off are you saying that you would leave react for svelte you think still
2: well, again, it, it all goes back to that discussion of like, what's the most popular thing in, what's the most popular framework to get a job in your area? And that's usually going to be React. So okay. if your goal is to get a job as a junior developer, the recommendation is always to learn React right now. Um, that could change down the line. Svelte picks up speed, but it's also not, not worthless to learn Svelte in my opinion in this terms of like, you learn another technology and you can put it on your resume that you can you can adapt. Like that that's the thing that um, employers see. If they see React and Svelte and Vue together, they're like, oh well, they're not a React developer, they're a JavaScript developer. And that's better.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. So like they'll they'll realize that you're able to use your skills or you're skilled Correct. enough, I guess, to jump place to place to place. And they're not probably stuck on Svelte or React. Like they are for the moment, but they realize if they're a good technical manager that like, hey, we might change in ten yep. years or something. So Okay. Yep. Good to know. Um, and, uh, I still think some people are going to switch from Svelte to React, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to stoke the fire there. Um, now if your side hustle does involve web development, web administration, digital content cre- or digital content creation, building an online community, then you're out there building skills and results that you can show off on your resume and or portfolio. So you might've been employed as say a junior developer And, you know, you're you like at the cusp of like, maybe, you know, maybe you're kind of reaching a point in which you wouldn't be so junior anymore, but then you get laid off, unfortunately. So now you're like, shoot, like now I'm not going to have any practice. Now I'm not going to, you know, and I might sort of go back a bit. I might fall back a bit. Well, if you decide to create something that, like I just said, keeps the practice up, keeps your practice knowledge and skills fresh. But then your side hustle also involves these other things, like I said. I mean, all that stuff is great to have on a resume because they might like you're you might be the person that's going to, let's say, set up their the company's web app. But if they see that, you know how to make blog posts and know how to write half decently, if your if your employer at any point ever decides to make a blog to start ranking for keywords for marketing purposes, they know that they can call on you, maybe even for a blog post here and there. Hey, man, like, you know, we're going to have some slow downtime for the developers because we just did a huge deployment. Could you this week publish a couple of publish a couple of uh, blog posts? And that's like another skill that you're bringing value to the table. Website administration, the exact same thing. They might be like, oh, hey, man, like I noticed that you managed a whole bunch of users in a community like a SaaS and you published things out for them or you did whatever. And they purchase things at various tiers and those type of things. And it's like, hey, you know, we need that over here. And so these are other skills that are related directly or related enough that they're going to be valuable for your resume and or your portfolio, depending on if you're applying or whatever you're doing. And so, again, it's like you're using your side hustle, which is largely digital, to further your day job, further your primary income, and they can build off of each other. As you learn things in your primary job, you might end up getting more money in your side hustle. And as you start getting more money in your side hustle, you might force, force more money out of your primary income because you might get hired somewhere else that b- values having more than one skill set. And the list goes on and on and on. So this, this thing, if played correctly and, you know, obviously a bit of luck can snowball actually. Like you could really get, get this going where you're, where you're going, you know, more income here. Okay. More income in the side hustle now, now more income in the primary income. Okay. Now more income in the side hustle. Cause as you learn and learn and learn and grow as a developer and as a, <clears throat> excuse me, as a person on the web, really, as you learn, you will further yourself that way.
2: Yeah. I th- I think those are all like the, the, the main points that I would recommend for the side hustle side too. Um, the other thing is like a lot of times your side hustles will fail and that's okay. It, mm-hmm. Uh, and failure could be a million different things. It could be that you're just not covering costs. So you might be making $200 a month, but it costs you $300 to run it. Um, It could be that you're just not able to run it as a side hustle, right? Like side hustle by definition can't be something that you spend more time on than your main thing. And a lot of times these side hustles turn into something that like, even if you want to make that $1,000 a month, it's unfortunately going to take more time, more time, more time to the point where it can't be a side hustle. So that's another form of failure of a side hustle. Uh, but it, in general, like the failures are something that you could show as successes, especially for a junior developer. Let's say that you're working as a you're working as something not in tech right and you want to transition to uh, to being a web developer sometime down the line well having a technical side hustle something that would relevant be relevant in terms of like web development skills like matt was mentioning that would help you immensely in your first interview process because you're not showing hey these are my side projects and matt will get into side projects versus side hustles in a bit that you're going to show hey i'm i was able to put something into production I was able to get customers, maintain customers. I was able to have traffic on my website. I was able to analyze that traffic. I was able to host it properly in these spaces. I was able to generate an income using these e- e-commerce platforms or e-commerce portals or Stripe or whatever. Those are all skills that translate directly into whatever job you'd get in tech, right? So again, yes, it might be a a, a failure in certain circumstances, but when you think about it from a, from the way of like, hey... I want to transition into tech and I want to start a side hustle. If you have those two things in mind, you can benefit yourself regardless of the success of the side hustle, in my opinion.
1: Well, I'll say this too, is if you, if your side hustle does grow to the point where it's like, man, like I need, I need help. Like I can't do this myself. If you hire people, you're learning managerial skills. And then you could have, you could learn those managerial skills, put that on your portfolio, on your resume, Or on your resume, and then you could, again, now you're furthering yourself again. So now you're, you're managing like a little tech company and that could be used very easily. I shouldn't say easily, but that could be used to get a job as a manager somewhere where you could become the manager or you might be become more promotable at your existing job because they're going to realize, Oh, most people, when we, when we uh, promote them from say developer to manager, they don't really have many managerial skills. But you're already managing this little thing on the side and you're doing that just so that to keep it efficient so you can continue working here. Interesting. And then, you know, the wheels start turning there as well. So you can kind of spin a lot of these things. So you can kind of spin a lot of these things to be positive. Um, however, there are some negatives and there are some reasons why you should not have a side hustle. And I've divided this segment up into two sections again as well. One for in general and one for as a web developer, same as the one I just did. So the first one here is work-life balance concerns. So your day job may already pay you enough and take up the majority of your time. So you may need time to step away from work. You might be a person that you just hate the idea of working all the time, and you might need a day off in in, in the week. Now, I know that some people are like, you know, rise and grind, go, 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 go faster, make more money, don't be lazy, let's go, let's go. But Unfortunately for some of us, if you're not a person that's like that, and you're a person that needs that day off, if you don't have that day off, your other days may go to half productivity. Now you're just actually hurting your your overall productivity by not having a day or two off. So that's one thing to consider. Your work-life balance is going to be something to app like probably the biggest thing for whether you're a web developer or not, is probably the biggest thing you need to consider because there's no one holding you to doing a side hustle. Your boss is not like, Hey, you spin up a side hustle. That's not how that works. This is you deciding to do it. So work-life balance is absolutely a huge piece of uh, what you, what you should consider before you do it. Also, you may underestimate how much time your side hustle will take. So many side hustles will advertise that they're passive, but many of those ones that advertise that they're passive are actually not passive. Or will not make enough passively to make it worth your while. So remember, we were saying how the word or the phrase "side hustle" is almost like it's advertised at this point, or it's it's almost like it's its own marketing term, and it kind of is at the, really at this point. People are trying to advertise like, hey, I have great side hustle ideas, side hustle ideas. These ones are passive. This one's this. This one's that. This one's this. Buy my ebook." Some of those people might be 100% correct and totally legitimate and that's fine. But the problem is, is that many of these things are, you know, potentially not like there's no results that are guaranteed. And so now you go in, you're like, this is going to be passive. And then. You, you, you run it actively for a week or two to kind of get your bearings. And then you let it run and you were making two, three hundred a week, which is pretty good for a side hustle for the first couple of weeks, let's say. But then you leave it passive and now it's making, you know, $5 and you're like, man, (laughs) you know, this isn't that great. And that absolutely can happen. Right. So you need, you, what you really ultimately need to do is you need to research your prospective side hustle deeply before starting. That means not just going to one influencer that's, you know, effectively selling side hustle ideas or telling you how to do side hustles, going to multiple influencers, looking at how other people are doing, looking at people that maybe are posting on Twitter that aren't influencers. They're just getting started. They only have a few hundred followers or something. And they're just talking about how like, Hey, you know, I started this niche. I got my ass kicked, I spent a bunch of money. It's like, you have to hear the horror stories because there's almost always horror stories and do that research you know it's the negative side it really is the negative side of learning uh, and 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 researching your perspective side hustle but if you can't handle the negative that is potentially going to happen to you or you want to at least be informed about the negative like if you can't handle reading it you need to be informed of the negative because maybe you don't want to fall into the same pitfalls that that person did maybe they made some mistakes you weren't even aware they were mistakes now you are and so it's really crucial that you research your perspective side hustle deeply because you might find out you know what this side hustle ain't for me or maybe this whole side hustle idea ain't for me and i'm out and that might And if that's the case then that's the case also you should not have a side hustle if you are just chasing the bag meaning you're going after just money so if you're only chasing the money you may end up working on something that you hate and typically, a side hustle is something that you're passionate about, or at least you can tolerate it. Now, this part is controversial. Some people will say, chase the bag, make money, who cares, rise and grind, let's go. And if you're that type of person, you're that type of person. But for a lot of people, uh, when they if they go to a job that they hopefully enjoy enough to do it, at least they like tolerate and above, tolerate to like, let's say, they don't want to come home and then do something they hate. So now they're just like regretting <laughs> leaving their job. So to me, my personal opinion is if you're just chasing the bag and you can't at least tolerate the side hustle, it's probably not worth doing. This is, of course, a controversial one and it varies person to person. As a web developer, so the second subsection here, as a web developer, you should not have a side hustle if you don't want to be doing the same thing all day and all night. So coding all day can make your brain feel fried. You just you're just done, right? Like you're you're not physically exhausted, you haven't been running a ra- running a race, but you've been kind of running a race in your brain doing complex problems, coding things up, learning new syntax, whatever it is you're doing, and then being fried driving home and then doing it all night is just going to accentuate that feeling. And again, some people will say, "Well, you know, just get used to doing it and this and that." Sometimes you can, you know, maybe be a little hard on yourself and like give yourself that push if you really do want to do this side hustle thing. And if your side hustle includes coding, of course, but if you're trying to, you know, code all day and then code all night, it might just be too much. Like you might just be like, man, like not only do I not want to do this, like I'm bored. (laughs) I'm bored of coding and I'm now I'm stressed because I'm trying to run this small business and I'm also trying to work regular and like I've coded all night. Now I'm getting up and I'm coding again. Might be great for some people that are super passionate. Won't be great for people that aren't, and so it's just something. Or, or people that just don't want to do it. People might just get too tired at work, and then they just don't want to do it. They could even if they're passionate. That, that might just be the case. It might be like, nope. Once five o'clock rolls around, like I'm fried, I'm done, and going home, watching some TV, and that's it.
2: I, I honestly think that I've seen more people burn out from side hustles than not. Um, so. This is something you should take very seriously and uh, both for general like work-life balance concerns, even if it's something that's not related to coding, just having to come home and have another cognitive load on top of your daily job that you might not like, like the chances of you loving your side hustle every single second are really low because even if it's something you love to do, like wood woodshop, the the reality is that you're going to have to promote stuff. You're going to have to write blog posts. You might have to do stuff that you don't like to do. And to have that be something that you come home to after a job that you potentially don't like as well, is a direct thing that could attribute to uh, burnout immediately. So like it's it's something you should consider one hundred percent. And when you're when you notice the symptoms coming in that you're hey I, you're hating both sides of it, then ramping down, trying to hire people, trying to do anything you can to stop burnout from happening, happening is something you should be immediately taking effect into so Matt's mentioning these things as side effects and why you should not and they are very much should be seriously considered as stopping factors for you if it's something that you're concerned about
1: and then actually shoehorns nicely into my next point which is overestimating your abilities so we've seen web developers decide that they're going to start a side hustle and then but and because they know how to code that they're like you know what i'm going to do everything myself i'm going to custom code everything i'm not going to use any no code tools no code tools are stupid i'm not going to use any sort of like others other, other sasses out there those are stupid i'm going to make everything i'm going to do everything that's all the, the the simple things through the complex things including doing all the e-commerce okay fantastic but think about if you were if you're running like a serious e-commerce site for somebody if something goes wrong it could be a complex problem and now you're sitting there being like, "Well, I don't know what's going on. Uh this is my side hustle. I have to go to work in the morning, and what do I do? This isn't a matter of like calling up Webflow or messaging Webflow or messaging Wix or whatever and saying, "Hey man, my email forms don't work," or "Hey man, my 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 cart, my cart doesn't work, and I can't check out." This is like you might be sitting there for like like 30 hours trying to solve like a serious like a serious problem. And if one single thing goes wrong, you'll have to get in there and fix it. Whereas with a no-code tool, that that responsibility almost always falls on to the provider. The maintenance does, meaning they do all the updates, and the fixes does, right? Otherwise, you're going to have to go in there and fix every problem. You're going to have to maintain it. You're going to have to watch for security problems and then update those things. Like, it is a mess. And the problem here is that you may know how to fix the problems, but do you have the time and do you have the desire to do so? It's a side hustle. No one's holding you to this, right? So now you have a problem because if if you have a a, a project that's rickety, like we've all been not put on a project that's rickety as hell. It's a hand holder, as we used to call them in IT. A person's calling every 10 seconds. They're on some old platform. They're trying to use it for some advanced thing. Keeps falling apart. The list goes on with problems. If that happens to you and your side hustle, you're probably just going to close it. At least I would. I would just shut that thing right down. And be like, I'm done with this thing. And so the extra maintenance and the extra coding that you decide to do just because you quote unquote don't like no code tools is for no I'm gonna actually say it's for no benefit, in my opinion. For no benefit. Your customers that you're selling things to, for example, don't care what you're using to build your your your, your site. They don't care about your side hustle and whether you're using a Webflow marketing site or whether you custom coded everything, including the CMS. You're ultimately making a side hustle generally to make money, right? You want to make more money. And so you need to factor that in beyond your preferences to the point where, yes, maybe you prefer everything to be custom code. Maybe you do that in your day job, but don't overestimate your abilities to custom code everything on your on the off time. You have to consider the worst case scenario. You can't just consider, oh, everything's great, because even WordPress. If you put WordPress on on, put WordPress on like reseller or not reseller on a shared, excuse me, hosting. If you're you know you're just starting your side hustle, you don't have a lot of traffic. That's what you decide to do. I mean, you you're responsible for that WordPress. Like you have to deal with that WordPress. But if you go if you go to some WordPress hosting plans where they maintain it, or if you go to Another thing like a Wix or a Squarespace, they'll help you with it. There's live chats. There's email to reach out to. Maybe there's even a call center depending on who you choose. You have to consider the worst case scenario days. Like assume, okay, what if everything blows up right now and I just came and I'm at work. Everything blew up. Am I going to be freaking out and do I need to fix it right away? Can I just shoot out an email? If I get home, is there enough time to fix a worst case scenario or is my thing going to be down for weeks? What is the situation don't do not overestimate your abilities make sure you keep that in check because a worst case scenario day you know hopefully will never happen but it might happen and you don't want it to become this huge problem because even when you prepare and research and figure everything out problems still happen and so you don't want to get into the situation um actually funny enough uh Friend of the show, David, I remember came on the show and I and I'm paraphrasing from memory, so this might be not completely accurate. But he was talking about how him and his brother, I think it was, was custom custom building some sort of e-commerce section of his site or something like that. And he was tweeting about how he had a nasty checkout bug and he just didn't have the time or something like that to fix it. And it's like, man, like assuming that situation is is true and like I remember it all in my brain properly. But like that situation, though, could happen to anyone else. It could happen to you. And now it's like, what do we do? <laughs> like you reaching out quickly to your no code tool and being like, Hey, this is broken. And then them dealing with it is a huge sigh of relief versus you being like, I don't know what's going on. I keep getting all these like, you know, false things. And is it this wrong? Is it that wrong? Is it this? Oh my God, my environment's not set up on my work computer. What do I do? Nightmare. So just, I'm not saying to specifically use no code tools, but don't overestimate your abilities because you're, you're one person and this is a side hustle. Now, are side projects side hustles? We've talked about this before. And by our definition, the answer is that they're similar, but no, they're not the same. So side projects are projects that you do on the side of your day job, but it is not done for the purpose of profit. Side hustles are projects that you do on the side of your day job. There's the similarity, but they are done for profit. So if you're doing a side project and you want to code up everything yourself, And it goes all to all to like right in the trash. Like everything's all messed up. Everything's messed up. But that's what you like to do. You like to troubleshoot. You like this, like that. You're not losing money every day on that. So you could just shut the site down for a couple of days, do your fixes, and then put it up the next weekend, next day, whatever it is. You can do that. Whereas a side hustle, you're doing it for profit. Do you really want to lose money just because you're like, I don't like Webflow. It's dumb. I don't like Wix. It's dumb. Like, you know, like that's your that's your reason why you're losing money right now. Like that, it's like from an entrepreneurial standpoint, that's kind of weird. Like that's not smart, <laughs> to be honest. You know, you if if Webflow is costing you thirty five dollars a month, let's just hypothetically say it's costing you thirty five dollars a month, and it's saving you fifty five. You're making money, so like, why wouldn't you do that? And maybe maybe you maybe you wouldn't do that because someone else has a better deal. But Rick, re- really, you you really need to consider or, or kind of separate these two things is that side projects, again, in our definition is that they're not for the purpose of profit and side hustles are done for the purpose of, pro- of profit. And so the mentality there is one of them is very entrepreneurial. And the other one is not. Maybe it's just for fun. Maybe it's just for a, pol- for a portfolio. Like if you love d- Dungeons & Dragons, it's a big thing that's that's kind of th- as of late. If you love Dungeons and & Dragons and you want to blog about your experiences and your group's having a great time and you're blogging stuff and you're getting uh, – maybe there's an artist in your group and you're drawing the characters and it's just for fun and you're on a blog. And your blog breaks. It has some sort of database error. Um, I mean is that going to like destroy everything? Uh, like is it going to like really like be a super serious problem in your life? If it takes a few days to fix, because when there's no ads and no nothing on there, no. But if you're selling Dungeons and Dragons dice and it becomes like, you know, you're making a couple thousand dollars a month on it and then the site goes down, you don't have time to fix it. Um, I mean, that's not good. So you really do need to consider either no code tools, maybe even hiring a developer On a part time basis or something, but you again consider those worst case scenarios and think of a side hustle as a business and think of a side project as whatever you want it to be for fun, for hobby, for whatever. Now I will say the side projects can turn into side hustles and vice versa. So you can quote unquote downgrade your side hustle to a side project and you can quote unquote upgrade your side project to a side hustle. That happens all the time, but you know, going, you know, upgrade or downgrade. Who cares? If you're making $10 a month in your side house and you're spending like hundreds of hours, you're like, screw this. I'm just going to do the blog part of it for fun and screw the whole e-commerce thing. Cool. Go do that. And it's over. Less stress on you. And you get to do something for fun. And that's that. Final sort of main section here for the show. I have some notes for junior developers because a lot of junior developers are going to have, kind of have their ear to the ground. They're going to be on Twitter. They're going to be on websites. They're going to be learning things. And they're for sure going to see a lot of stuff about, oh, you're a developer, you should be, you should have a side hustle. And so as you develop your skills, you may want to use those skills to create a project that can make you some money. But it's important to note, and I have a few points here. When you start a side hustle, you are running a business, even if it's small. So now you're running a business and you're trying to learn how to write the code to make that business work. So maybe it's not the best time to do that. Maybe it is time to consider, even if you have money, hiring a developer to make it custom and then you take it over later. Maybe you want to use a no-code tool. Maybe you want to do the planning and do more research and hold off for a bit until you're out of the junior developer phase. But you are learning something brand new. You're learning something complex. And then you're going to try to start running a business. And you maybe never done that before. Even if it's small, you're still doing, you're still doing some business stuff. Now, some of the business admin tasks are going to take up time and they may distract you from learning new coding skills. You might be like, man, I'd love to learn JavaScript today, but unfortunately I have to do all my taxes and you have to do your taxes, you have to do your taxes. I mean, the government has a deadline, you got to do the deadline, you got to, or you have to respect the deadline and that's it. Like you have to do, you have to do it. So what are you going to do? So that is something else to consider is that you have to sort of balance that where you have to realize some of my time spent learning new coding skills at this point in my career may outvalue potentially doing some business admin or doing some other business stuff maybe it won't you have to gauge this yourself and junior and develop and veteran developers can benefit from running a side hustle as a portfolio piece obviously that the profit helps but for junior developers it's arguably more important that they continue developing their coding skills. So you effectively, if, you're, if you've if never done any development before, you're like, you know what, I'm going to get into web development. I want to become a junior developer at a company. Fantastic. You're actually investing effectively your time into yourself to get more skills so you can become hireable to make more than likely more money or work in a better environment, let's say. Okay, fantastic. But if you decide to sort of cloud that or add... A side hustle to it maybe it's not worth that time like people will people always think oh well like i'm doing the side hustle for money though it's like yeah but you're also investing in your own skills for money too right like you are effectively investing time into skills and then the skills result in money it just it doesn't seem like that because it's not like do something for money it's like it's like a Three step thing that the third step is money invest in self to get skills to get money with a side hustle. It's like start side hustle, get money. <laughs> you know, it's it, I mean, obviously I'm oversimplifying, but absolutely junior and, and veteran developers can have a great portfolio piece, a great piece in their portfolio. If they're running a side hustle or a side project, but you don't want to sacrifice a lot of those coding skills that you're learning. So you either need to balance it or you need to step back and maybe have a, uh, some sort of milestone where you're like, I really want to start a side hustle right now. You know what? I'll learn everything up to this point and then I'll start it. Like you need to judge and balance and do that with your time. Now, personally, I'd recommend junior developers focus on portfolio projects, meaning side projects that can showcase their skill to prospective employers and exercise slash practice those skills. Something that doesn't really require much maintenance. You're just kind of like, hey, I, uh, you know, I went to an API and I pulled in all the Spotify songs or something. Those are sort of things that you're making a quote unquote real world project. You're not worried about like the tax implications and the business implications of it. You're showing that off on a portfolio site or on your resume or whatever and that allows you to get a job and you're practicing your skills. To me that makes the most sense for most most junior developers, but if you're a person that desperately needs money or thinks you can do it, I mean power to you. And final point here, it is entirely possible that you can run a successful side hustle as a junior developer or when you're on the road to becoming a junior developer, meaning in this particular context, junior developer means like someone who is new and hired into an entry-level position. But it's a lot on your plate to learn new skills and job search. We haven't even talked about the job search yet. We've talked about managing, learning your coding skills and doing the side hustle. What about the job search now? So now you have a third thing in there, and the job search, as we've just talked about last week, could be really cumbersome. You're filling out forms like crazy. It's all day, every day doing stuff, doing, doing the interviews. And then you're also going to run a side hustle. <laughs> so it's something to consider that you have a lot on your plate, learning new code skills, doing the job search, doing the side hustle potentially. The only thing that's quote unquote optional. If you're on that path to junior developer is the side hustle. Do you want it? Do you, do you want or need the side hustle? That's something you really have to ask yourself.
2: Yeah, and I want to double down on that. I think you really need to consider what Matt just said with the fact that you just you only have so much time during the day. Uh, side hustles are great if they work, but the chances of them working, no matter what you do, are very low. Uh, Matt mentioned David Lindahl uh, came on the show a couple times talking about his side hustle, Rainier Watch, um, and he has like a a brand, the Rainier Watch brand that sells. Uh, clothes uh, with, with his logo on it and stuff like that. And he's been doing it for years. Uh, I've talked to him throughout this entire time. We've talked to him on the show throughout this entire time. I think only now he has started to even, con- even contemplate turning a profit. It's been years and that's but this has been like a very heavy side hustle. And yes, he's gotten to the point where he has, he can turn a profit now. Okay. But again, this was a very big time commitment. It was stressful only like one example, right? Like there's plenty of people that are ma- managed to make side hustles quickly, but there's more people that fail at doing it. So if you're going to do it, just be ready for that that outcome, and be okay with that outcome, and be okay with pivoting and turning it into a side project, whatever. Don't stretch yourself too thin in this point. At this point in time, you're, if your goal is to get a job, like Matt said, focus on the important stuff. Applying, creating side projects that aren't that don't need to be maintained, uh, and creating a online presence and everything that will help you get a job as number one priority.
1: The social presence thing is is interesting too, Mike. I didn't even mention social media. You know, oh, I'm going to run this side hustle. Where's the marketing? Where's Where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? Oh, I got to market myself too. The list like is, expands well beyond what we covered this episode. So definitely. <laughs> Definitely make sure you know what you're doing before jumping into the world of business with a side hustle. But that's it. That concludes the episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. I'm active on Twitter now. I've been twi-
2: twittering every day. Xing. You've been Xing every day.
1: I was going to say that. I felt felt weird to say that. No, so I just that's didn't.
2: what it is. X, X.com.
1: I'm Not on X, X every
2: day. What? Well, that's what uh, you have to say now because people assume that X.com is a porn site because, well.
1: For the obvious reason. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm on there now, so you can message me on there. I'm also still on the Instagram if you want to message our Instagram. Mike's still obviously on our official Twitter as well if you want to go check that out or on our official X, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call the profile, the X profiles. Yeah. Anyway, it's kind of interesting that, like, X profiles sounds like a porn
2: site, but X files doesn't. I mean, only because... X-Files was a show. If, if you take the show out of the picture, pretend that it never existed, X-Files sounds like a porn site.
1: Right. But how did they, bre- how did they, they
2: break that? Uh, internet porn wasn't as prevalent at that time.
1: I guess, it, I guess. Oh, it's kind of a product of its time. That's not bad, Mike. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, there you have it. A little bit of internet history for you. And uh, if you want to hear episodes like this and hear some internet history, apparently, <laughs> uh, you can check us out on that Patreon. That is patreon.com slash all the things, and many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons: Ryan Gatchell from Blue Black Digital on blueblackdigital.com, Tim from the Web Hacker on thewebhacker.com, Jason from Geek Life Radio via geekliferadio.com, Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via Studio.ca, Magnus from YesWeb via yesweb.se, Jeff from Twitter via McHale. Fire and Season via fireandseason.com, Gunner Brunet via gunnarbrunet.com, Watoto Coding via watotocoding.com, and Garrett Segal. Feel free to leave a comment or review the platform you're listening to this on, and this outro will sign us off.
0: You've been listening to HTML, All The Things Podcast Signing off.